3: Hello and welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow. This is Devin Leary. And this is our mini episode, the last in the series. This is on the series finale of The Bachelor with Matt James. This was a wild one. A wildly long one. The actual finale was the longest trek in the woods that I've ever taken. And... Devin, you called it. He chose the crazy girl. Devin was saying, if you remember an episode ago, she was like, I'm worried. We all love Michelle. I'm worried, though, that he's going to go after the chaos that is Rachel. Did any of us know how much chaos was there?
1: No. All right, but I have to own up and be honest because we did just do an episode about catfish. It really taught me about honesty and accountability and bullying. So I want to be honest and say that I did read a spoiler article headline that had said- Reality Steve? No, it was just like I was scrolling through like just Jared or something. And it was like Bachelor Matt James reportedly already broke up with like the woman he chose on The Bachelor. So I'm like, okay, it's likely to be Rachel just because she did have like a life altering racism scandal come out. After he chose her, so it would make sense that he would have broken up with her, but I wasn't sure. So right. So listen, Brian Williams has made mistakes like this. I'm no better than him. I acted like I had some kind of intuitive. You've lied about
3: war experience, also.
1: I've lied about a lot, and this is this is really high up there on the list.
3: And this is just one. I mean, first of all, the finale is the episode where they all meet Matt's family. In this case, it's Matt's mom and his brother. What I love about The Bachelor, like you said, it tries to mimic the process of real relationships. So you go and you meet Matt's family before he pops the question. But it's such an awkward show in that if I went over to my boyfriend's house and his brother was there and we were all sitting down and hanging out and his brother just said, Hey Carolina, can I talk to you for a second? No, no. I would be no, like um, No, no. Yeah, yeah. sure. You wanna go so okay. I guess your brother wants to talk to me. Okay, be right back. And then if I sat down with him and I'd be like, Is everything okay? Like, is my boyfriend sick? Like, is he a drug <laughs> addict? Like, Oh my god. Is he not doing? And well? If he had been like, have you ever been in love before? I would have been like, okay, you are losing it. But that's every single bachelor season. They do this awkward, like, hey, why don't we chat over here for a second? So what are your intentions with my brother? When did you know that he was for you? And the girls say nothing. They're just like, they're capital N nothing. Rachel was literally like, um, I like I when did I know that Matt was for me? Um, well, Okay, so I might have been like when I got that one-on-one date and this the way that he like was and the way that he was like being, I was in awe. And like even like the first night when he prayed over us, oh my God, I'm sorry, I'm joking up. And his mom is just crying. Matt's mom is going through it. She just cried through the whole
1: show. All right. Well, first of all, Matt's mom is an art teacher based on appearance only. My scientific guess is that she's an art teacher. That's just exactly what she looks like. And his brother looked often like he was trying not to laugh, like he was like looking away and trying not to laugh. And I was like, okay, I kind of feel bad that he like had to do this. But it is the thing that like someone in the family, they choose someone in the family whose responsibility it is to take someone outside and say like, what are your feelings? But the way these women talk about Matt. I mean, I did feel like Michelle had like a real heart-to-heart with his mom.
3: No, you're right. Michelle did say she was like, and she also said when his brother asked, like, what do you like about Matt? She was like, I like that I can trust him. And... It's just, I can't believe that when Matt's mom was like, well, by the way, like, you know that like love fades sometimes too, right? The music they played was like, "Dun nah, like as it hit him. Yeah. And I was like, wait, is this like a big bombshell drop? Okay. And his brother goes, yeah, I mean, like, just don't jump into anything you're not like really ready for. And all of a sudden, it's like someone just read Matt, like the definition of a marriage. Like he was like, wait, love can... F- he was like, that's what this, this is crazy and then he just spirals for the rest of the episode
1: okay but can i just say that the things that the girls say about him like you were saying where they say nothing reminds me of this like senior superlative we had in my high school like in the yearbook they had senior superlatives and it was like they had to expand the categories so that every single student in the class would get one because they were like we can't have like only the popular people and so one of the superlatives was Talks the most says the least. Wow. The entire Bachelor franchise to me is talks the most says the least. Like it's yes. It's on for like two and a half hours every week and so many people say so many things and yet say nothing. At all.
3: I also, the emotions that I express, sometimes I can tell the girls are really working for it. And sometimes I really think, oh, like, that's actually a good, I never think, wow, that's really sincere. Sometimes I'm like, that's really good yeah. acting. Like,
1: if anyone can photograph a single saline real tear coming from Rachel's eye, please send it to me. I have not seen a single drop of moisture. Like, if anything, I'm worried about her eyes, that they're, they're too dry. Like, she needs to, she doesn't even have normal liquidation of the eye. She has, like, dry eyes And she's like, "Um, mm, mm, I. sorry, I'm getting mm, mm, choked up. But it's like, there's nothing there.
3: Watching the girls cry with Matt's mom reminded me of a time that I was at a birthday dinner with a boyfriend and his dad brought out a poem he had written for him. And I was like, oh no. (laughs) And then his dad read the poem to the table, just his mom, my boyfriend and me. And I was like, no, don't do this. And the poem rhymed. And I was like, you're killing me. And then both the dad and my boyfriend began to cry. And so I was like, I have no choice. I must cry. This is this is what I've been called to do. So I forced... A, a little tear
1: out of one of my little sockets. I thought you were going to say like so I fully started sobbing. Like ev- then everyone at the table was <laughs> so s- consoling you and I'm not an actor. Like, I just went uh, I didn't mean for this. <laughs> I just wanted to like give one tear but it just let off this whole thing. I wish I had started a poem and been like beat this. Yeah, then <laughs> like okay, so actually my captain, oh captain here we go. <laughs> I go to the bathroom and write Run and Come Back. <laughs> okay, so Carolina is correct. But I actually had to rewind to the moment you're talking about where, like, the mom said something and everything changed because I was like, wait, what is the music? Like, Why did something occur? And I rewinded and realized it was the fact that his mom... It was literally the thing from the Sex and the City movie where Miranda says to Big, like, you two are crazy to get married. And he's like, oh, cool. I'm actually going to hinge the entire plot now on this one word that you said and be like, oh, I'm actually, like, not going to do anything the same in my life. My life's completely different and I must destroy everything. That is exactly what happened. Like the mom said, like, you know, just she didn't even say anything that specific. She said, like, don't put everything on this. Like there's bigger things in life than love, basically, which is like totally normal, fair thing to say. Like you shouldn't put everything on one relationship. You should have a full life. And Matt's like, oh, my God, they're calling Chris. In. I mean, I don't know if they called Chris in or if Chris was simply waiting in the shadows, as it seems he does. And Chris Harrison was like, "What the fuck did she say?" Know. <laughs> I was like,
3: Why? He was like, "Oh, that'll sell on a greeting card. Oh, well, that'll sell on a Hallmark card." He was so
1: condescending and, and so angry, but also like. Does he just wait in the shadows? Like, does he have some kind of micro... Speaking of microchips, like all these QAnon people think exist, if anyone has a microchip, it's Chris Harrison because something dings in him and he's like coming out of the shadows. Like, all right, what happened? Matt's like, can I walk out of a motel in Amish country without being like sidelined by Chris Harrison? I just want to walk out of a hotel in Amish country. So then we have one of the
3: more heartbreaking breakups I've actually seen only because Michelle... Gets jerseys made, a tragic move, only because if you're not going to be married- This this was, (laughs)
1: like, this was so hard. This was so hard to
3: watch. Michelle gets jerseys made that say Mr. James and Mrs. James on the back. Would it be something I would have done for every relationship? Yes. Is it a good move? No, in the long run. Because if a guy, if you're not, if you don't have a wedding band, not even an engagement ring, I'm talking band, I'm I'm talking you- live in the house together for years, you can't buy stuff like that. I mean, we all learned it from when Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears played a charity game and wore jerseys that said Pinky and Stinky, because that was their nicknames for each other.
1: Okay, first of all, just don't ever, don't ever call yourselves Pinky.
3: Yeah, so Michelle gives them to Matt, and he basically, I love Michelle, and when I have a fan, when I am a fan on a reality TV show, they can do no wrong for me. So everything she was saying, I was like, yep, yep, mm-hmm, exactly. So he said, basically, he says, like, I just, I feel like I need to just tell you what you want to hear. And she goes, I don't want that. And he's like, I just don't know what to do. And the best move, which is very much my breakup language, is she's like, okay, so I need clarity right now. Am I supposed to fight for you? Am I not supposed to fight for you? I need you to tell me what's going on. And he's like, I, in his typical Matt, like, whisper, he's like, I'm not going to get there with you. And Michelle like bursts into tears and then he runs out of the hotel. The fact that Rachel is still involved is just the craziest part.
0: Hacks is back for season three and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series.
1: Okay, can I just say a few things about this whole interaction? So, first of all, the Mr. and Mrs. James thing, as you said, like, I saw that he opened his jersey first and it said Mr. James, and I was like, okay, like, I know the chances are slim to none that the other one doesn't say Mrs. James, because why would it say Mr. James? But I was like, please, no, please, no. But this is the type of thing, as you said, that, like, while watching it, I wanted to be like, oh my God, classic error move. Like, this is so, you never do this. Why would you do this? In reality, I would do this in two seconds and then be like, wait, is it weird? I thought because we drove bas- past that church that one time and, and you said it looked nice. And I thought, like, is, is it weird that I already booked a weekend? Like, there was like a moment of peace where I was like, wait, maybe he likes the jerseys. Like, maybe he's into this. And then he says, it's a lot. And I was like, no. No. The worst words out of any human's mouth. But she handled it so well. Like, he said he had doubts. And she's like, okay, like, tell me how you want me to react. Like, I'm not sure. I would have been like, doubts. (laughs) Doubts. And she's like, um... Okay, well, I just need to admit it. And like, she cries beautifully. She looks stunning when she cries. I know. She's just, I'm so obsessed. I
3: cannot wait for her season. Ooh, we're going to cover that like pastrami.
1: On my belly. belly. (laughs) You know that phrase. But wait, I hope she gets, I hope she Venmo requests him for the jerseys because I know customizing is uh, hard. It's expensive. She also, the day he, and he knows,
3: they always know when they're going to break up with someone. Kendall Long was saying that when we interviewed her. She was like, he knew he wasn't, he was going to break up with me. He knew he's going to dump her. Almost kills her basically. He takes her vaulting down a building wall. I'm actually like a pretty, like, I skydive not to I know, brag, you know, you always talk about once. this. I'm like,
1: wait, how have this
3: never come up? Okay, well, <laughs> maybe someone is hearing this for the first time. Just
1: so whoever's listening, I've never had this come up in nine years of friendship with Carolina that she's skydiving. And suddenly we watch The Bachelor and she's like, well, when I go skydiving, I don't get CTE. So like, that's just me.
3: I need to post some pics to legitimize it. And so we have it on record, but- I would rather go skydiving than what they did. That is so scary. They vaulted down a wall. It was so, it was actually kind of hard to watch. And she seems annoyed, A, because this show that was supposed to be a dating show is now Fear Factor, and B, because it's like- It keeps happening. You have to, you can't do that to someone you're about to dump. Why are you going to put them through that hell? And at one point, even on the, when she's in her talking head interview, she says- Um, yeah, I mean, I I actually am already in love with him, so I don't think I need to learn how to fall in love with him. Basically, like, an F you to the producers. Like, I'm not really getting this metaphor anymore, okay? I figured it out. Like, what are we doing? She's like,
1: whatever happened to eating at a fold-out table... Taking five bites in three hours of filming and then having a country band start playing for no reason. Please. And dancing.
3: By the way, that sounds like a, besides the only a few bites, that sounds like a great date, except for the country band make it an episode. <laughs>
1: except for everything besides the fact that it's eating. It's terrible. <laughs> but it's eating and it's, and you don't have to be at a party. I just think that also maybe his plan was. One of us might not make it out of this date. Like we are hurtling down the side of a building. He couldn't make up his mind. We all
3: know some mysterious things have gone wrong (laughs) on a Matt James date before. (laughs)
1: Namely, the girl who fell from the sky. I would have been like, I don't see the point to this. And there's a reason why I will never... Like there's people who have to hurtle down the side of buildings. I'm not one of those people. Why would I make myself one of those people? Like, I didn't, I'm not a a soldier I because I, there's a reason I'm not a soldier. Like, so there's a reason I'm not a hurdle down the side of a buildinger. And so I'm not going to do it for fun. That's what I would have said. You got the wrong girl. That's what I would say. And then I would say, by the way, if you want me to do this, then you picked wrong. I got you a present and it would be a jersey. We have to talk about Rachel. Yes. And to talk
3: about Rachel, we have to talk about, you know, they end up together in a weird sort of like, we're not engaged, but I can see myself with you and I want to be with you. And one of those, one of those conversations. And then we go to the after the rose finale where they all catch up on couches in what feels like it should be a live audience situation, but it's not because of Donald Trump's policies. And we say hi to Michelle again, who looks incredible. And she talks to Matt and she's just like, seems like a very elegant person. When they ask her about Rachel's racist past, she basically says she's like, she's just uneducated. She's like, the problem is, and I would deign to say she's being very generous to Rachel by saying that, but she was like, people need to know why that outfit's offensive. And, I loved how she said, she was like, there's so many, like, we have to put the right statement out there, we have to say the right thing, but it's like, why don't you just do the work of education instead of basically just repeating apologies and we'll do betters. Speaking for the franchise as well.
1: I thought the whole After the Final Rose was so interesting. Like, to me, the season finale, as Chris Harrison would say, was, like, pretty lackluster. He's like, you know, let's just, like, date, I guess. And I was like, okay, so basically you guys could have just met at a bar, like, What is the difference between that and this? So I I was kind of like, I guess I'll tune into after the final. Guys, it was pretty shocking for the Bachelor franchise. First of all, they have a new host. Emmanuel Acho. Yeah. He's like an ESPN guy. Okay. So he was hosting. This I can see presenting problems because he's a very attractive man. If he were to host future seasons... I can see some of the female contestants having their eyes wander, so to speak. That's all I'm going to say. But um, Because no one was going to wander for Chris. No one was going to be like, I actually am in love with Chris, unless they are a sick fuck. So this is a little interesting. But basically, he's like having repeated conversations about racism and cancel culture and internalized bias and all this stuff and education and all this stuff. So I just was like, I can't believe this is happening on a Bachelor show. But it was interesting because his conversation with Rachel, my perception was, I felt like a little bit like confused for a moment. Like I was like, okay, well she is like showing up for this and she is having the conversation. She's willing to like be uncomfortable. He seems to be saying like he... He thinks that there's like a path for her to learn and change. And it sounds like Matt thinks that as well. Then when Matt was interviewed, Matt said he wanted to like just take time away from Rachel. Like they broke up, but it's because he was taking time away so she could learn. So part of me was like, oh, maybe like she's on the path to, I guess, like radicalization to believe that slavery is bad. That radical standpoint. But then the telling thing was that Matt said... When the photos came out of the her at the antebellum party, she didn't understand why they were offensive, and he had to explain it to her. So that, I thought, was shocking. It wasn't like this thing where she was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that this picture... Like, just surfaced. I know it's offensive. What do I do? And apparently, she also said that she wasn't even worried about it coming out. Like, she didn't think it was a big deal. So, that's like the biggest red flag to me is that she didn't even get that, like, a pro slavery party was offensive.
3: There was a lot of stuff dug up about her, like that whoever these internet sleuths are found her liking posts with girls in front of a Confederate flag. There was a liking post with someone who had a Make America Great hat on. There was – I don't even know. I, I mean, some of the stuff – I don't – I can't say the validity of, but let's just say, like, it fits the profile. And one of them was that her dad had donated a lot of money to Trump. So this, like, builds a pretty thorough picture for me. And I think something that I thought while I was watching it was as a white person, when we find out someone, like, got quote-unquote canceled or, you know, you pass along, like, do you see this person wear this? Oh, my gosh, this person did this. Ah, And then we go about our days and just think like, well, fuck them. They suck. Like they're gross. And like, I'm not listening to that music again, or I'm not, you know, hiring Rachel for my graphic design needs ever again, or. I am speak for yourself. And two things hit me. One was Michelle saying, when I saw those pictures, it really hurt. It hurt. And thinking about how that's something that we just can't fully identify with as white people. We can be like, that's disgusting. That's horrible. Yeah. But we cannot begin to empathize with what that feels like from a black person's perspective. And with Matt saying, I'm from the South and I that took me to a really dark place. Broke my heart a little bit, just the idea of like, oh, right. I mean, again, this is not just being white, but being white and growing up in New York and LA, you're like, oh, right. There is all of that quote unquote history, the antebellum history, like people think that's tradition, keep that alive. And they keep also just the tradition of racism alive. What I'm basically just trying to say is that. There's just so much trauma around race in this country. And I can't imagine having to face that day after day. In Michelle's case, like with a colleague, which is basically what Rachel was on a TV show with her. And with Matt's case, with a quote unquote girlfriend. And I also thought about... Barack Obama being interviewed for the Michael Jordan doc and when they were sort of talking about Michael Jordan not supporting a democratic candidate Obama was talking about like as a black man you have to represent everything and I thought that during the interview just when Acho was asking him Matt how did it feel to be like the first black bachelor and he was saying like I didn't want to come off threatening and I I wanted to I had to represent like black men and And I was thinking about like fucking Pilot P. I know. I was like, you didn't even, you never had to think about anything. What about Colton? Like, (laughs) well, the name a lot. (laughs) Colton,
1: the Virgin Bachelor, like, what did he represent?
3: Anyway, that's my long, needless diatribe.
1: No, I thought the same thing when Emmanuel Acho asked Michelle about like Chris Harrison's comments. And she was like, it was just an added burden. Like, I got broken up with, I got thrown off this show, and then this happened, and it was just an added burden, which like, I think just speaks to like the layers of trauma that black women have to go through. And who knows, by the way, like the constant DMS and comments that she and the other black contestants on the show get like, just, I can't even imagine. So I just thought about, yeah, how I was like, Oh, LOL, Chris Harrison canceled. Like what a piece of shit. And for all of these contestants who've had to work with him, like that's traumatizing and that's layered like layers and layers of Triggered trauma, I'm sure.
3: Yeah. I'm also just ready for Chris Harrison to go. Like, watching Emmanuel Acho interview him, I was like, what a relief. We get to hear from someone else.
1: I also kept thinking, because Chris always jumps out of the shadows in the show, like, I kept thinking, like, Emmanuel, please, he could be right behind you. Like, because he was, like, talking about him. He was like, we have to talk about Chris's racist comments. I kept expecting Chris to come out of the woodwork and be like, hey, so... What's going on? I mean, the last time I spoke to you... You are certain to be in love and now you're telling me I'm racist?
3: The funniest thing too was that Emmanuel was obviously trying to play devil's advocate for the sake of like commentary on the show, but he was like, Matt, do you ever think that's in her past? I wouldn't want some things that happened three years ago to come out. He kept on being like, I mean, it it was three years ago, right? And I was like, Three years
1: ago. <laughs> I know. So wait, so within the Trump presidency I have product. She probably still has that foundation. I know. Yeah, three years ago is nothing as I silently slink away to delete my pro Jill Stein pictures. No, I'm kidding.
3: (laughs) You and Jill Stein by the oil pipeline.
1: (laughs) Me and Shailene Woodley and Jill Stein Stein. bathing in oil by the uh, pipeline. Was that bad? No, it was cool. Okay.
3: Well, I'm sorry that we made such a dramatic critique of The Bachelor. But it was indicative of that the most popular show in television is finally
1: tackling the
3: most prevalent issue in our country.
1: Many, many centuries later, correct. I thought you were going to say the most popular girl in school is not to be trusted because Rachel has most popular girl in school vibes. Oh,
3: well, that's another thing that people were digging up about. Yeah. Her, is that she's like awful. Which, by the way, I could have told you. I could have told you. God help the PAs that worked with her. I want to hear their stories.
1: Come on the pod, Bachelor PAs. We would literally- Bachelor PAs. That's a show. We actually wouldn't give anything to speak with you. Burn those NDAs. We'll give you fake names
3: and a voice monotone. We'll modulate your voice. Yep. We'll blur your faces. All right. Love you, Devin.
1: Love you, Carol.